minutes, weekly weird news. Mm -hmm. And one character who's not only been with us since the beginning, but has been doing his thing for decades is talk show host, health supplement salesman, and conspiracy theorist, Alex Jones, who over the last 25 years rose from relative obscurity as a local radio host to being one of the most influential people in the country. Along the way, he never met a conspiracy theory he didn't love. And this made him very rich, but would also eventually lead to his downfall and make him a lot less rich. Because, you see, generally speaking, saying that 9-11 was an inside job or that the New World Order is secretly pulling all the levers behind the scenes, that's fine. You're allowed to do it. But when you start repeatedly accusing the parents of murdered children of being crisis actors and do nothing to discourage your rabid fan base from harassing those people nonstop for years, Well, then you run into some problems. Yeah. So last we checked, Sandy Hook Elementary parents who'd been personally targeted by Alex Jones on his show had filed multiple defamation lawsuits against him and his companies. And thanks in large part to Jones refusing to cooperate with the proceedings, the courts ruled that Jones owes these people a lot of money. How much money, you're asking? Over a billion dollars. Enough to not only financially ruin Alex Jones, but also put his companies out of business. So he has, of course, been trying to do everything he can to avoid paying what he owes. And this week, we got an update. And uh, let's check in on how that's going for old Alex Jones. Here's Bloomberg Law. The families of Sandy Hook school shooting victims voted overwhelmingly in favor of a plan to wrap up Alex Jones's bankruptcy proceedings by liquidating the right-wing talk show host's assets. Jones's general unsecured creditors comprised mostly of Sandy Hook families holding about $1.5 billion in defamation judgments against the famed conspiracy theorist, voted 100% in favor of a Chapter 11 plan that would methodically liquidate and redistribute his property and cash while preserving potential legal actions against parties affiliated with Jones and his InfoWars program. The vote indicates the creditor's preference over a competing plan submitted by Jones that would allow him to reorganize by preserving parts of his media empire and paying the group at least $5.5 million a year over 10 years. His plan would provide additional creditor recoveries out of disposable income from Jones's bankrupt InfoWars parent company, portions of Jones's personal income, and the proceeds from selling various personal assets. Jones filed for Chapter 11 protection in December 2022 after being hit with state court judgments for repeatedly calling the 2012 massacre of elementary school students and teachers a hoax. Bankruptcy judge Christopher Lopez ruled last year that Jones can't discharge the defamation awards because those debts stem from intentional and malicious conduct. Ooh, baby. Yeah. So yeah, basically this dude's fucked. And it's very funny that he's like, all right, how about this? How about instead of paying $1.5 billion, um, I pay a total of $55 million over the next 10 years. How's How about that? <laughs> no, I think we'll take the $1.5 billion. Fuck. Yeah. Instead, God damn it. Instead, we're going to dismantle your entire empire. Yeah. I love that he pitched that as just like, well, what? here's, an, here's well, a different way. Let's make a deal. Yeah. You could have the $1.5 billion. Or you could take what's in the mystery box. Are you sure you want the lump sum? They they usually advise against taking the lump sum. It could be anything in there. <laughs> so yeah, he's fucked even more than before. Yeah. The publicity around this case over the last few years had already severely hurt his business by getting him banned from various social platforms. Then the court said that he owed these people $1.5 billion. Then he tried to get out of it by declaring bankruptcy, but the courts told him, mm, you can't actually do that. And now they're going to be stripping this man's entire life for parts for the foreseeable future until it adds up 
to $1.5 billion. And it's hard to see it adding up to that much anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Maybe not ever. You almost feel bad for him. But then you read about the absolute hell that these parents lived through for years on end, having to move constantly, change their names, and constantly be on guard, all while dealing with the murder of their children. And all because Alex Jones couldn't simply shut the fuck up. And yeah. you feel a lot less sympathy for them. These people's young children were killed and then they were tortured after that. It is, it's pure evil. It honestly is. It is legitimately an evil thing to do to the parents of murder victims. Yeah, and like in a way where clearly he, he was just thoughtless about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it's bizarre. Um, like it did not occur to him or anyone else uh, at his company that this would be uh, well, not just legally like defamatory and bad, but just like fucking evil. Yeah, well, especially after someone, especially the parents, but obviously someone could have been like, hey, buddy, you know, you live in a reality that other people also live in, right? And 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 your listeners are legitimately harassing and torturing these people. Uh, maybe you could say something to stop doing that. Yeah, I mean, he did eventually, but it was years yeah, later. And it was very, like, late. very not full-throated. Yeah. So, well, uh, uh, luckily he can commiserate happens. with uh, Mr. Mike Lindell, who is also uh, facing over a billion dollars in damages. Yeah, we are living in an age where the worst people you know are all having their lives financially destroyed. Yeah, but there's one guy in particular that uh, really seems to still, at this point, still, uh, well, I'll just say it, uh, be able to get nominated for president. Uh, but he is getting some... Yeah, uh, judgments against him, whether or not those stick, because if he does become president, he could probably make those go away. Exactly. Uh, it remains to be seen. But yes. And that's who we're about to talk about in yeah. our second story. Yeah, because someone who is in a similar situation to Alex Jones, though at least not as immediately dire, is, of course, Donald Trump, who was recently fined $88.3 million in a defamation lawsuit and then $355 million in a fraud case just a few weeks later. And that $355 million, it's actually $450 million or so because you have to factor in interest. So between the two cases, that is over half a billion dollars that Trump owes. Now, his plan for dealing with this is, of course, to become president again. And then just you just make it go away. We'll figure out the legal precedents yeah. when we get to that. It's exciting time for uh, constitutional law. Yeah, or barring that, of course, he could also sell a couple million pairs of the ugliest shoes that you have ever seen. Did you happen to see the uh, total lib AI creation Joe Biden show shoes? Hideous. Like, th this is okay. I like they, be, I'm completely detached from like the lib mindset, like right. the normies on Facebook, because they're like, oh, we'll show not not saying like those shoes look dumb. Libs like, are like, we'll show them. We need our own shoe. We need to make it way cooler than the, Trump's too. It looks like honestly, Trump's shoe looks awesome compared <laughs> to the Biden shoe. The Biden shoe looks like something a 55-year-old would wear in, like, 2005. I just No love, riz at all. I love the the mindset of, of not just calling out how horrific or dumb things are. Just being like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Well, we've got our own shoes. Yeah. That was interesting. A weird peek into the minds of uh, the habitually online and elderly left on Facebook. But anyways, luckily, despite Trump definitely being able to pay what he owes, he has millions of fans who will gladly chip in to ensure that he continues to be extremely wealthy. Because, Mr. Trump, this is my last dollar, and I'm giving it to you. Yeah. Here's my son's purple heart. 
Oh, that, thank you. <laughs> Very easy to get. I didn't even have to get shot. Pretty cool. Yep. Give that man back his purple heart. So, yeah, there's, of course, a GoFundMe. <laughs> a fucking GoFundMe seeking to raise $355 million for the former president of the United States. And it's 355 because they didn't factor in the interest. It's not enough. They're not the smartest people in the world. No, not sending their best. No. And after a week, it has done surprisingly well. It's raised over $1.1 million from over 20,000 donations. That averages out to around $55 per donor. But when you look at the actual donation feed, there are dozens of people putting thousands of dollars into the collection basket. Mm. And what's interesting is a lot of these people chose to donate anonymously, which seems out of character for the type of MAGA Trumper who would shell out that kind of cash for an already very rich man. But these people also genuinely believe that they personally are under attack by the DOJ. So maybe that's why. Yeah, you know, that the other thing is if they put their real names, I would show up with a uh, and ask for a box of cash. That's Excuse right. me. Uh, yeah, I think you should hand me a shoebox full of cash right now. Hello, this is Agent Jack Bauer, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you're gonna go to Guantanamo Bay for identity theft. Hold on, I've got Amazon on the phone. Uh, the CIA and Amazon, yeah. we have a direct connection, and they're saying that uh, you ordered $50,000 worth of Epsom salt yeah. and mothballs. Uh, Hold on, we're going to transfer you to the head of Delta Force. Yes. He'll he'll walk you through the rest of this. Well, I've got uh, former, current, and future president Donald Trump on the line, and he needs <laughs> Hello, all MAGA yes. warriors. Hello, it's me, Donald Trump, your president. Yeah. I need that money, and I'm going to... I'm going to pick it up in a shoebox. You're next. If they get me, I'm the only one standing in the way, and you are next. It would probably work. It absolutely would. These I people wish, are rude. Uh, sometimes I wish I were more evil. Yes. So, yeah, they're being anonymous probably because they're afraid that if they use their real name, the government's going to come and uh, throw them in prison for reasons. Or, or I don't know, maybe there's some sort of money laundering element to this. Wouldn't be surprising at all. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I can't. Imagine what that could be, but uh, yeah, a lot of these donations are anonymous and some for big dollar amounts. And you'd think with these people, they love vice signaling. Uh, they love being like, look at that. Look at this. I did this. Are you triggered? Give me those liberal tears. Uh-huh. So it is weird that they're anonymous. But in well, any they case, have to bottle them and sell them at CPAC. So yeah. In any case, it is wild to raise that kind of money on GoFundMe of all places. And have it still be less than 1% of your target goal. Well, we didn't reach our funding goals. I guess nobody gets the Trump board game. Yeah. Yeah. It's also wild to imagine someone scrolling GoFundMe and seeing just thousands upon thousands of people asking for help, like paying their medical bills or their funeral costs. And then here's a GoFundMe for the host of The Fucking Apprentice seeking $355 million. Oh, he should go on Shark Tank. Sharks. I am here to ask for $355 million for 1% of the Trump sneaker company. He never would because uh, he hates Mark Cuban. Well, yeah, that's true. And so does Elon Musk. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, like, at least with the coolest cooler, when you when you donate money to that company, at least they... You eventually, point, years later, get something in return. Yes, it's not exactly what they When you pitched. give money to Trump, though, you can't put a price on freedom. You're not getting some tangible good. You're getting uh, the peace of mind knowing that your favorite president gets to sleep a little more soundly. Yeah. And, uh, and, and maybe gets to be president again and hurt the people you don't like. That's right. Uh, but moving on now to rich assholes who aren't facing financial ruin. 
One of our favorite recurring topics is the paranoid, apocalyptic fantasies of the ultra-rich, who, rather than investing their billions in steps to prevent a global collapse, instead invest that money in doomsday bunkers. This is especially common among tech billionaires who see themselves as the new royalty in the post-collapse world. And Mark Zuckerberg is currently building a 5,000-square-foot bunker in Hawaii. But it seems to be common among all people with more money than they know what to do with. And The Hollywood Reporter recently ran a piece on the doomsday bunkers of the rich and famous that's full of some of the most insane paragraphs that we have ever read. Yeah, it's uh, it's just every every word of this, I'm just like, we need a wealth tax. Yes, we, we need do. higher taxes. Did Robin Leach do this? No. Is he even still alive? I have no idea. Well, it's a great voice he had. Yeah. Uh, so let's just dive in. Uh, here's a part featuring Al Corby of the company Safe, short for Strategically Armored and Fortified Environments. Corby, who worked on the palatial 27-floor, $4.8 billion Mumbai residence of business mogul Mukesh Ambani of Reliance Industries, reveals to THR that his most spectacular project, due to be completed in 2025, is an island fortress created on a 200-acre property in the U.S. with cutting-edge tactical systems. The shelter can withstand a blast one mile from ground zero, says Corby, but that was almost incidental. The client, a business mogul, was saying, I want to make sure that no one can get to my family. So we wound up literally building a 30-foot deep lake around the compound, skimmed with a lighter-than-water flammable liquid that can transform into a ring of fire. What? The only access to the island is a swing bridge. Also at Corby's project, there are water cannons that can take down parachuters, Apache helicopters, whatever's coming your way, 500 feet in the air, he says. Then we took all the dirt removed for the lake to literally build a mountain as natural fortification around the property. And we cut a tunnel through with flamethrowers, gassing systems, a steel wall that closes midway that could stop a 16-wheeler going 80 miles an hour, and bollards at both ends. This is insane. This is insane behavior. <laughs> Man, nobody wants to come for your shit that much. Come on. I mean, on one hand, this is legitimately insane behavior. On the other hand, all of these people are fleecing these these moguls for every like. Yeah. Oh well, you're gonna want want the water cannons. Yeah, this is a business where like the just uh, pathological need to like upsell. Yeah. And uh, instill paranoia and fear in the customer. Yeah. I have no problem with it. Go he, for it. He's already got Get the paranoia and and fear. They're just exploiting that. Yeah. To the ultimate level, they're like. All right. Well, yeah, I see that you got the steel doors. You got the base level. Uh, well, those you know. aren't gonna. Those aren't gonna hold up against a semi truck barreling through them at eighty miles an hour. Yeah, and these people are also. They're all pocket watching each other. Yeah, they're all very insecure about like whether they're the richest, coolest person. So you'd yes. be like, well, the guy down the road. Uh, I can't say who due to confidentiality, of course, but you know he got he got the bigger door. Yeah, so you got the the eighteen inch thick door. You're only getting the twelve inch thick door, and you know I I feel like if the Raiders do come, yeah, I mean they're gonna give up on his door a lot sooner than they give up on. Oh, yours. believe me, they'll be knocking down your door in no time because the other guy's way more secure. Now we did dig up this lake, and that dirt has to go somewhere. <laughs> and look, it's gonna cost us mm, a couple million. We gotta dollars. haul it either way. Yeah, so, so you might as well build a mountain, build a mountain, or an extra million or two. I mean, why not? <laughs> Because when they come for you, they're going to have to climb that mountain and they're going to be a little more winded. And that gives you more time to shoot them with our high-powered water cannons. I also love the idea that like the flammable skim on the water is just like, it's like an add-on, like adding like a scent to your car. Yeah. Like, I mean, 
Why not just throw it in? Yeah, I mean, you that could. That's fine, Corinthian leather. You could forego the flaming moat. Yeah. But imagine one of these raiders, they make it over the mountain and into the moat. They're swimming across. What do you do? Yeah. That's where the flaming moat comes in. Yep. And you're going to be glad you, you, you upgraded to the, the flaming moat and swing bridge system. What a lonely and sad existence for the family members of this person who's clearly losing their mind. I mean, I'm sure they're all very comfortable. I get it, but like, <laughs> uh, at a certain point, I agree that at a certain point, money does buy happiness because it frees you from debts and, and, and you know, a lot of other things. Yeah. But at some point, when it becomes like, to the families where you're just like, I literally can't have a normal life. I literally can't leave because my, say, like my dad or my husband or whatever is fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah, it's also... Um... There is like a no of, sympathy for them. I'm just saying it's weird. There's a sort of sunk cost aspect to this as well. Uh, a book I read recently talked about it in the context of like, um, like uh, Peter Thiel and all those guys trying to live forever. Mm-hmm. Where like if you've spent like so much money like living super long time, you're never going to want to leave your house mm-hmm. because uh, something, some random bad thing could happen yeah. that undoes the whole thing. Yeah. So you just become a hermit. And it's the same way here. It's like. At home, you're so safe, but the minute you the minute you leave the house, well, you're leaving yourself open to all the bad things you're scared of. So uh, you, you kind of can just never leave. Yeah, For imagine peace of mind, you wanting, have to stay wanting home. to go to a, a concert or or anything, a Broadway show, or mm. nah, something bad could happen. I'm gonna buy the entire troupe from that Broadway show and make them perform on my island in my vault. But wait, hold on. What? What if one of them has ulterior motives and, and tries to hurt my family while they're here? I guess I'll do nothing. Yeah. Anyways, it continues. The bells and whistles actually can double as everyday fun. Come on! <laughs> According to Corby, friends of the owner might enjoy a flag football game on jet skis, dodging the water cannon's ability to lock in and blow them off the skis, creating a mind-boggling adult Nintendo game, a wild entertainment factor, he describes, adding that the cannons can also blow rainbows into the air as a backdrop to a barbecue or create rainfall on a sunny day. See, it's not all bad. Yeah, yeah, there are practical uses for this. Yeah. It's fun for the whole family. You know all those rockets you had installed? Uh, Quite the display when it's the 4th of July. (laughs) We just shoot them straight up into the air and blow them up. They're going to expire anyway. You got to swap them out. That's right. Have a little light show. Yeah. The site preparation alone costs millions of dollars, a fraction of the cost of the overall project, says Corby who sees a trend of clients with existing bunkers requesting add-on tactical defense components to the tune of about a million dollars to upgrade. The next level question becomes where to go if something somehow happens to the primary shelter. Elaborate tunnel systems that route people to alternate bunkers offer a backup plan, plus all types of extraction devices and systems. But that really isn't something I can talk about. Let's just say on all the super yachts, there are helicopters and submarines, says Corby. <laughs> he literally talked about it after he said he wasn't going to talk about it. Listen, I shouldn't be telling you, the Hollywood Reporter, about You're not going to publish this, right? <laughs> They've love, got submarines. I love it. All right, we've got the plan for your bunker, but... So, uh, you know, the guy, Peter Thiel, he's got a backup bunker. If they manage to breach the bunker, there's a tunnel with some big, thick doors. You can get to your second bunker. So, oh, oh you just want the one. The one bunker. Okay, interesting. Very, All right, okay, very, fair hey, look, enough. Look, hey, you, why don't you sleep on it? Why don't you think about <laughs> it when you tomorrow? <laughs> Just uh, vividly imagine spending all this money on the one bunker. Yeah. And then having all of your security plans fall like a 
Like a house of cards. Here's what's funny about this on a very practical sense. Like someone that I, something that I think people can relate to is like thinking about someone. I, I personally don't have this kind of setup, but I, I have friends where it's like they have all the smart home shit yeah. and everything's connected and it never fucking works. Right. So imagine like your whole entire goal is that you think that you are going to get murdered or yeah. at any moment. And you're like ho- holding an iPad around like, oh, geez. Oh, did something go off? Oh, like, God, I didn't update the app for the, like, security yeah, doors. Yeah, the firmware needs to update before <laughs> I uh, shut that down. Also, I don't know which door this is. I just, I pressed the button for the moat to light on fire, and it turned the TV on. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, the article profiles multiple companies specializing in this kind of thing, and some of the projects are for clients who are clearly using the doomsday bunker thing as an excuse to just live out their childhood fantasy. Build a treehouse, loser. Like this one. When it comes to secret passageways and hidden doors, Medi turned to Arizona-based creative home engineering, where a door can cost more than $50,000 a pop. I'm wrapping a project for a client in the Phoenix area that includes nine secret (laughs) doors that didn't spare any expense, says creative home engineering president Steve Humble. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mr. Humble. (laughs) Nominative determination. I'm just a humble... uh, Home engineer. (laughs) He has an underground shooting range accessed by this massive fireplace that rotates like the one in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> then there's a giant staircase that raises up to reveal a big basement where a vehicle elevator goes down to the garage. We also installed a British phone booth. When you dial 8675309 on the receiver, the song plays and the glass turns opaque, so you disappear. Then the back wall opens up and there is actually a slide that takes you two levels down where there's a flight simulator. And a sensor causes the back panel of the booth to return and the glass goes transparent. So nobody can understand how you got out of there. An eccentric (laughs) magician. The house also happens to have a giant shark tank in the basement that shares one wall with the swimming pool. So it looks like you're swimming with sharks. And the pool is more like a water park with a flow river, a lazy river, a grotto, and a glass bottom. So you can see a go-kart track <laughs> underneath the pool. This guy's got all the toys. He has a safe room, and we did one secret door that's exclusively for security, but the rest is mostly just for showing off. <laughs> I mean, I'll admit, that's fucking sick. It is. It, it's the five-year-old's idea yeah. of what being rich is like. That, the only thing that's missing is, like, a series of traps. Yeah, I'm sure there are. That's, they're just not talking Yeah, they're not telling you about the traps, because that would give it away. This is literally the modern version of that Winchester house. It's like, it's like the one more lane, bro. Just one more door. Yeah. We need one more door to really throw everyone off. Because the ghosts, they know where I'm at at all times. Ah, shit, I'm a ghost. Which stairs is... Oh, I walked up the stairs and it leads nowhere. God the, damn it. The spirits are going to know the phone booth has a back door. So we need to add a couple more doors in between it. God, I was going to terrorize the widow of the man who invented the gun that killed me. <laughs> but this is too much work. Oh, I'm lost. <laughs> Anyways, in a similar vein to that last part, there's this gem. Another client called on Creative Home Engineering to build an underground museum in his basement involving multiple secret doors to access the room and inner sanctum, says Humble, to securely store a collection of extremely rare cards worth about $250,000 each, with the designs on the cards ornately carved in the display cabinetry. Cards? Like, I think like... Baseball cards or Pokemon? Or or magic cards. Pokemon? Could be some original Pokemons. Is this Logan Paul's house? Oh, yeah, he does have, I mean, maybe, could be. Oh, no, his brother lived in Arizona because he went to go have some fun during the uh, well, I don't the know Black this, Lives Matter This is protest. a different house than the the one with the phone booth and the, the sharks. And yeah, the, no, I'm saying one of these could but, be. But, uh, yeah, this I, it could be Notch. 
Obviously, this person's a fucking giant nerd. And I, I'm leaning more towards like trading card or collectible card games mm-hmm. than baseball cards because like I don't see custom engravings of like baseball players being on yeah. a piece of furniture, but I do see custom engravings of like dragons Pokemon and shit. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, I mean you got those expensive cards. You gotta protect them. You know that none of these people are playing paying taxes either. No, not at all. They're probably not even declaring this like value on their home. Absolutely insane. And all of this shit is gonna show up on like Zillow Gone Wild in oh, like yeah. 30 years. Yeah, it's gonna be an abandoned like rich guy bunker. Yeah. It's fun stuff. But honestly, healthcare, I mean, please. We respect the more silly ones a lot more than the more serious ones. Mm-hmm. And this part highlights how much of this is just straight up unhealthy paranoia. Yet Humble says that the majority of his approximately 100 current custom and standard projects are focused on security. In cities like LA, the homeless slash crime epidemic getting out of control seems to be a recurring theme lately. So people are getting serious about security, he says. I have a project in Colorado with nine ballistic armored pocket doors because they need to be able to lock down the house at any time. I'm also doing security vault doors for several famous people. Notably, violent crime in Los Angeles declined by double-digit percentages in 2023 compared to the previous year. Yeah. But the the crime, it's crime's on the rise. Look, uh, what are you going to do when the crime comes for you? Good for these guys for fleecing these billionaires. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's that's the thing is just like all they have to say is like, how much do you care about your family? You can't really put a price on safety, can you? Well, I can, but you can't. Some of these some of these homeless people, they're pretty skinny. They can fit through some tight spaces. We're going to close those spaces. <laughs> but speaking of Hollywood celebrities who've gotten in doomsday bunkers, Kim Kardashian is mentioned as a client in that article. And we have some other Kim Kardashian news for you as well. This next part comes to us via the Wall Street Journal, who published a piece on the recent announcement that after 10 years running, the Kim Kardashian Hollywood mobile game will soon be shutting down. Celebrities just don't make dedicated apps like they used to. They don't. No. During its initial rollout, the Kim Kardashian game was touted by Gamergate types as evidence that women aren't real gamers. And the stats saying they are real gamers only say that because they're just playing the damn Kim Kardashian game. Well, this article proves otherwise by telling a familiar tale. Gamers who are absolutely distraught after investing insane amounts of time and money into a game that is now shutting down. I was Kim's biggest whale. Yeah. And she just threw me away. It's like they don't even care about the gamers. That's right. From their reporting, Erin Gannon, a 25-year-old pediatric nurse, is dressing her avatar, Erin, in all black until April. Even Erin's blonde hair has been dyed. I'm in mourning, Gannon says. She is taking screenshots of Erin for when she misses her. It feels sad to think of a future without this little girl on my phone. Pepper Triplett, great name, Mm -hmm. a 35-year-old campaign manager in Houston, has played at least twice a day for a decade. She steered her avatar, Maybelline, into being a successful entrepreneur, from clothing store cashier to clothing store mogul, owning shops around the world, including in Beverly Hills, Paris, and New Delhi. Maybelline visits the stores by jumping in her private jet. Triplet has... (laughs) Just like Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) Triplet has abandoned plans to buy a helicopter to go with Maybelline's jet, saying she won't save enough virtual cash by the time the game ends. That dream is over, she says. Wow, rest in peace. The game notified players in January it would end without saying why. A spokeswoman for Electronic Arts, which bought Glue Mobile in 2021 for $2.4 billion, declined to comment. Gia Barker, 22, has played since junior high and thought she was among the few still at it. 
Then she stumbled on a Reddit group where 12,000 members discussed the game. I never thought so many other grown women played, says Barker, a stay-at-home mom in Portland, Oregon. She created a change.org petition to save it. 6,000 plus people have signed it. Many are pleading on social media. Please, for the love of God, bring back Kim K. Hollywood, one person tweeted at the star. I was just about to save up enough to build a substantial bunker for my character. I do. I love that it's EA doing this. Like this is uh, women are gamers now because they've finally been burned by EA. Yes. The way everyone else has for a long time. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Also love the idea, uh, the the constant recurring theme of big gaming companies spending billions of dollars and just lighting it on fire. Yeah. Oh, who's that company? Oh, they made that wildly successful Kim K game. Can't have that. Well, we have to own it. But now that we own it. Get ready. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Uh, continues, longtime player Elise Cartal, a 22-year-old student in Salt Lake City, says she doesn't understand why it must end. I feel like if they shut down Call of Duty, they would start rioting, she says of the popular shooting game. She plans to spend the final days of Kim Kardashian Hollywood getting reckless. She may have her avatar cheat on her longtime virtual husband, something she hadn't contemplated before. I was weirdly emotionally invested in it, she says of the fake marriage, which produced two virtual children. Maybe I'll just screw it all up and see what happens. Cartal has also been hitting the game's casino and spending her avatar's virtual dollars at roulette. I've just been so careful with my money in the game because I always thought about, well, what outfits might I want to buy in the future, she says. But now, there's no future. This is disturbing behavior. Also, the reason this doesn't happen with Call of Duty is they make a new one every year. Yeah, constantly putting one out. So maybe they can do that with Kim Kardashian. Make a new Kim K game every year. You spend a bunch on like cosmetics and then the new one comes out and none of your purchases carry over. Yeah, well, the problem The fact is, that you got to play this for 10 years with all the same in-gap purchases. Honestly, better than most yeah, games. a luxury. Yeah. They, and EA saw that and they're like, what the fuck are they doing? No. Yeah. If this person talked about their own life like they do about their characters, they'd be on a fucking list. Well, she's, I might get a little crazy before that, things end. That last one, the fact that she is a... Uh, 22-year-old in Salt Lake City is uh, pretty illuminating. Well, a student, well. though. I would never cheat in real life. I've been married for five years already. Yeah, but, uh, me, me and my uh, seven co-wives have been married to the same <laughs> my guy. My sister ha- wives. Yeah. So look, you might disagree on whether playing the Kim Kardashian mobile game counts as real gaming, but you must admit that people who play it, they are real gamers. They've proved themselves. They've been grinding. They got the spirit. Or maybe not. If they were real gamers, I guess they'd be probably... I don't even want to say it because that would be... They'd be picking up the phone and saying, Hello, police. I heard there's something going down at the Electronic Arts uh, building. That's real gamer oh, behavior. Oh, no. You better get Which down I there. obviously clearly do not endorse. It's horrific No, it's uh, bad. antisocial behavior that but uh, that's is very what, illegal and you should not ever do. That's what real gamers do. Real gamers get so invested in their fake bullshit that uh, they they attempt to ruin other people's real lives over it they finally caught that kid and it was an actual kid yeah a child yeah man anyways there's still there is still a few weeks left before the game goes offline so there's there's still time for all the players to get real degenerate with it yeah they're they're gonna be really coping there towards the end yeah that game's gonna turn into a giant fuck fest everyone's gonna be cheating on their husbands (laughs) they're gonna be everyone's down Down at the the casino casino. (laughs) I love it like this Why game, does this game have a casino? I mean, they've, they've had 10 years. Like, it seems like a very uh, vast gaming experience. Cool. This is basically GTA Online yeah. for women with phones. Yeah. But hey, let's move on to some international news. Like in, in the, like in the US, over in Japan, their sacred traditions are also being abandoned due to changing attitudes. Uh, 
I guess probably the wokeness. And their traditions are a lot older than ours. So it's even more of a tragedy when, when one of these when traditions- wo- When falls. wokeness comes for it. Mm-hmm. Here's CNN. In near freezing winter temperatures and wearing nothing but white loincloths, throngs of men wrestle one another in a bid to claim a talisman during Japan's Somensai Festival, more famously known as the Naked Man Festival. But the event, said to have run over 1,000 years at the secluded Koku Sekiji Temple, was held for the last time on Saturday, becoming the latest Japanese tradition to fall victim to wokeness. (laughs) Oh, sorry, fall victim to the country's aging population crisis. In an online post, organizers of the festival conceded they had been unable to find enough willing young participants to alleviate the pressure placed on aging locals who are unable to keep up with the demands of the ritual. This decision is due to the aging of individuals involved in the festival and a shortage of successors. Daigo Fujinami, chief priest of the Koku Sekiji Temple, wrote on the Shrine's website. It's, it's, a, it's just a natural thing. You, you get too old, skin gets too flabby. Uh, you can't... I've been new in the Naked Man Festival every year my entire life. But too much to grab on. It's getting harder and harder. They're getting caught in the wind, blowing away. Millennials have killed the Naked Man Festival. Well, so this is the first I'm hearing about it. I know it's a tradition there, but I feel like they should go international with it. Yeah, I bet there's enough people in. Probably enough naked men. Yeah, willing to do that. Yeah, yeah. I think that we should uh, reignite this tradition. It's just a shame. uh, Yeah, real shame Shame for it to happen like this. Wokeness uh, can't even. Can't even hang dong anymore and wrestle with your friends. <laughs> no, they're wearing they're wearing loincloths. They're basically uh, custom made thongs. So there's some cheeks, but there's no dong. Okay, all right. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, it's tragic. You can't even get naked or semi naked in a confined space with a hundred other dudes to fight over a talisman anymore, due to the wokeness. Yeah, to the way things are now with the wokeness the way it is. I want to see Ron DeSantis take up this charge. We can't even get naked and wrestle with guys anymore. <laughs> Ah, anyway, we got the headlines half of the show coming right up. But first, this episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. You know when you get cornered by that aunt at a family gathering and you feel like you have to bend the truth? You know, the one who asks when you're getting married or what's going on with that promotion or why you still haven't moved out of mom and dad's basement, only for her to not really listen and just judge you. Well, you may have to grin and bear it with your family, but you shouldn't feel that way when talking to your doctor about that rash that weirdly looks like your high school crush. Enter ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable and actually listen to you. And we're not talking about a few, we're talking about tens of thousands of doctors, all with verified patient reviews, so you can make sure the vibes are vibing before you ever meet IRL. With ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. Folks, they got a cream for that. And once you find a doctor to prescribe it to you, hey, you're fine probably. Yeah. ZocDoc is a free app and a website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc that you want, you can book them immediately. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. And these docs all have verified reviews from actual real patients. We're talking about booking appointments with tens of thousands of top rated, patient reviewed, credible doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance are located near you, and treat basically any condition that you're searching for. The typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. Sometimes you can even score same-day appointments. Wow. Mm -hmm. After so many years of navigating this country's dysfunctional health insurance system, this is something that would have saved both of us so much time, stress, and annoyance over the years, but it's finally here. 
So just go to ZocDoc.com slash Weekly Weird and download the ZocDoc app for free. And then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Weekly Weird. ZocDoc.com slash Weekly Weird. All right, now it's time to get into the weirdest, craziest headlines from around the world this week. Starting right here in these United States. Green says Judge Engeron should be disrobed. I want to see that. Speaking of naked men. Yeah. This judge, this, what this fucking judge in New York has done to our president is disgraceful. He should be disrobed. I want to see that gavel. They need to tear that robe off of his body. Yeah. And show us, show us all what's underneath it. Give me five minutes with that judge, but make sure he's naked first. We need to disrobe that judge and send him over to Japan. Yeah. Where he, where he fights for a talisman. Put him in a little, little cloth thong. Have him fight for a talisman. With a bunch of other old men. Should disrobe him and have him come down to my gym in Georgia. Get all sweaty and hot. Work out in front of me. Make me get the vapors. Turn me on. I'm going to fuck that judge. I'm going to cheat on my husband with the judge. Just like I cheated on my husband with Zangi. <laughs> she did do that. <laughs> South Carolina woman running late. Drives through cemetery for a shortcut. Damages graves. Did I do that? I was just trying this to This is save. taking too long. What is that? Uh, all right. Wow. A, a field right here in the bum, middle bum, of the bum, city? Bum. Well, that, okay. Probably nothing. Yeah. Yeah, no, she, uh, I mean, I, I. it's bad enough luck to, like, walk over a grave. Yeah. Driving over just countless graves in order to save yourself, like, two or three minutes yeah. of waiting at a fucking light. Car, not good. The karma take, is not good. Take a long shot here too and, and guess just based on the location that this woman is like definitely a practicing Christian um, who clearly has no respect for the dead. Well, their bodies might be in the ground, but their souls are in heaven. Yeah, what are or they? Or hell. Yeah. Or hell if they were a sinner. Yeah. So not my problem. The Lord said he wanted me to get to my appointment on time. Yeah. And the devil is making this red light take too long. Yep, this is fate. Mm-hmm. She probably did it with her eyes closed, too. Yep. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Something that really happens. Like, yeah. we've multiple times a year, someone lets Jesus take the wheel. Speaking for, of, literally. Speaking of that, and I know it's an old video and, and it's an edited video, but the video of Mike Lindell. <laughs> yeah. It went viral again where he's, someone edited the. the yeah, the when fat. he's like in his car talking to the camera, but someone <laughs> cha- masterfully changed the background to like moving and then added like revving sounds to it. That's like the best thing, honestly, like. The way you can tell Twitter is fucking washed is that like its best use case now is just people recycling old, really yeah. good memes. Yeah, it is such a funny video. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so good. Yeah, and if, it, yeah, people passing it around like it's real, like it's like it's new. My favorite now is uh, just blat- obviously blatantly false things, but everyone spreading them and going no yeah. community notes. Yeah, like before the community notes, like added. the Ian Miles Chong thing, and yeah. then there's uh, there was the Marjorie Taylor Greene where uh, it's like the woman trying out for American Idol that looks yeah. just like her. It's all one account too. Oh, uh, Lauren Boebert, yeah, the shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the person who runs that account just like literally all they do is spread disinformation, <laughs> and they like post fake screenshots of like I reach out to my sources to like confirm this. So. Yeah. Oh, no community times. notes, so it has to be true. Yeah, I mean, otherwise there would be one listed right there yeah. refuting it. Toronto man gets prison for tricking men into anonymous sex through hole in sheet. I mean, this is a crime, and legally it does count as a form of uh, sexual, sexual assault, assault yeah. via um, deception. But he literally just went on Craigslist and he's like, I'm a sexy lady, and I want dudes to come over 
and not say a word and do me through a hole in a sheet. Did he say and it was like for religious reasons? No, I don't know. There's just like kinky reasons. And men were like, yeah, this is legit. I bet she's super hot and I'm going to go stick my dong in that sheet. Much like the mystery box, that woman could be beautiful. Yeah. And this worked multiple times until one man. And she loves anal. Like one man, uh, the sheet fell down. And it's like, wait, that's a man? Shit. I was enjoying myself so much. Well, it's not like I'm not going to finish. But when I'm, <laughs> when I'm done, I'm going to be very upset. Yeah, like what they did was bad. But also, I mean, if you're showing up at a stranger's house to have sexual relations through a hole in a sheet, like, I don't know. It's a gamble. You are gambling. Still a crime, a very fucked up crime, and uh, not good. Yeah, these men, they're like, yeah, so I have so much emotional distress over this, like uh, grappling with my sexuality. Whereas before, I was totally normal. I was a totally normal guy who would go over to strangers' houses to fuck through his cheek. Mm -hmm. But now, now it's all messed up. Mm -hmm. Now I don't know what I am. Guinness World Records posthumously strips Bobby of title of oldest dog ever. Yeah, so that's the end of that, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, that saga. Um, I wanted to believe yeah. that a dog could live to be 35 years old. But uh, yeah, the data just didn't check out. And when the Guinness people, when they sent their team over to investigate, they just couldn't come up with any hard evidence that Bobby was really that old. Um, well, who's the, who's the oldest dog now? I think it reverts back to the old one, which was... 20-something? Uh, 27 or something like that. Like, still really old. Damn. Part of the 27 club. Yeah. Yep. Right <laughs> alongside all the rest. Just uh, just like the other greats. Mm -hmm. Checked out early. A robot sommelier spilled wine on my pants. Then it asked for a tip. And so I'm just going to spin this around and uh, <laughs> sorry about that, but uh, just, just press the tip button. Not even that. It's it's literally just a robot arm. This is a, a, a vineyard storefront in Napa. Mm -hmm. Or I guess, you know, the competition is high. So you got to make your business stand out. So Does it have a bow tie on it? It's just an arm. Does it have a bow tie on no, the No, I don't think so. I Does it have the sommelier pin? I no. No, you have to earn that. I don't think they hand those out to robots. It, to be... Also, it's not a sommelier. It literally, it's just a, a, like, manufacturing an industrial robot arm that they trained to, like, pour wine into a glass. And not even that well, because what happened is um, it went to pour wine in the glass and just completely missed the glass and poured half a bottle of wine on this guy and his wife. Yeah. Maybe and the then at the end of it, it picked up a cup that said, tips, please, and just like <laughs> held it out to them. That, it's actually a, a robot comedian. They ordered the wrong one from the factory. Yeah. Yeah. They should, uh, there there has to be a committee of sommeliers. I've, I've seen that movie, Psalm. Yeah, there it's is. a very exclusive They need club. to go there and like. They need to get this shut down. Yeah, investigate it. Yeah, this is this is a taste of what is to come. Exactly. You're going to be seeing a lot more of this. Yeah. You got to You got to say no right now. Does the robot even describe the tasting notes or anything like that? No, it can't talk. It's just a robot arm. It's does a gimmick. It, does it display it? No. It's a gimmick. It's so funny because- And like, these people, they I guess they had to pay like 20 bucks extra per tasting to get the, the robot. Yeah, dumb. They have this in Vegas. They have a whole bar that's just a robot. It's empty every time I've gone. Yeah, because it sucks. <laughs> Who wants this? It's anti-human. Yes. And that's the biggest thing. All these AI people and whatever, that's the thing they're going to, the wall that they're all really going to hit is that they, this, to the average person, this shit is just so off-putting. The problem is the, the rich guys with the bunkers are going to die because their robot sommelier fucking bashed them in the face. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be fine here with my robot sommelier. And um, yeah, dead. Yep. 
what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. He got a box of penises in the mail, but not the ones he's looking for. These aren't my cocks. Hey, whose penis? So it's, it, it's uh, some museum in, in England. They have a, an old statue that's someone, some, uh, some naughty boy or girl stole the penis of. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, hey, you've got the penis. No, no questions asked. Just send it back. And someone was like, oi, I was looking in me granddad's <laughs> attic after he died. <laughs> and I found this box of dongs. And, um, Minan. <laughs> uh, and yeah, was, uh, I guess this person's grandpa had been a penis thief in his life and had kept them all. So he's like, yeah, maybe this is one of your penises. And they're like, no, none of these are our penises, mm-hmm. but these are someone's penises. Very interesting. We'll take these. We'll keep them safe. Yes. These are fine penises. We'll let the uh, missing penis commu- community know about this. So mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe someone can come claim their penis. Yes. Scientific Journal publishes bogus AI image of rat with massive penis. Uh, reportedly, like not, it's like not peer reviewed, but like published into a scientific journal. Yeah, this is very and weird. done with AI. Yeah, the the images are just like obviously AI. Yeah, e- even beyond the the giant dick and balls. The, the dick and balls are mat like bigger than the yeah, rat itself. But it's like there's text all over these images that's literally just gibberish. Yeah, um, and it's very weird because. Like the study itself seems to be legitimate research. So people are very unclear on like how these images got submitted and published with the journal article. Because they didn't want to pay an artist and they probably typed in like, oh, but you have to like, you know, blow up the the part that we're referencing because Yeah, like, like well, for reference. Yeah, maybe they they plugged in just like the entire research paper that they'd written into. Yeah like Dolly and just said, make images out of this, uh, putting way too much, you know, faith in, it, in yeah. uh, what the capabilities of that are. And then just didn't even check their work, just hit send. And then the people down at the scientific journal, they're like, yeah, I, I'm sure it's fine. Put it up there. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know rats penises could be that big. Beautiful. We actually. have to publish this now. Mm-hmm. No time to fact check. But uh, yeah, that rat, big penis on Keep that. packing. One. Big balls too. Unvaccinated Florida kids exposed to measles can skip quarantine, officials say. <sighs> yeah, for Lauderdale, uh, the uh, the east coast of the dick. Is there like a, how do how do people on the two coasts of Florida feel about each other? What are the? I never felt a much of a difference because it's such a small distance. It takes how long to drive from like one side to the other? So the clearest straight shot is Alligator Alley. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's just north of the Everglades. It might, it's actually kind of through the Everglades, but it's it's basically like Naples-ish to sort of almost to Miami. The, yeah. It splits off Miami, Fort Lauderdale. But I believe that I can remember. Well, I've, I've done some real fast runs on it, but uh, back in my old The days, crocodile run, as they call it. I, we, we were cooking. Uh, but I would say probably an hour and a half, maybe at most. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's so weird. Traffic's way worse down there these days, so I don't know. But like, yeah, back. I swear, I this could be completely fake news, but I swear I've done it in an, in an hour. Like, Damn. literally, a train of like me and friends just fucking hauling ass. Down. Like 105 or 110, whatever the carb maxed out at. Like the entire way, because it's just straight. There's not even yeah. like unless an alligator's on that. No, road. they had big fences that blocked oh. them from uh, getting over it. Well, anyway, yeah, the Florida. They can climb though, so. Ron DeSantis, uh, the guy he's got running, like the the Surgeon General of Florida or whatever, 
is just a straight up like vaccine. Yeah, anti-vaxxer. Anti-vaxxer, like pseudoscience guy. And so like fucking measles, yet another disease. Something that that was eradicated. That we successfully eradicated after, you know, eons of it being a terrible scourge upon humanity. It's back thanks to people not vaccinating their fucking kids. Yeah. And And, uh, a bunch of kids in Fort Lauderdale are getting it. And a bunch of their classmates are also unvaccinated. And so the standard, like the real way is like, okay, because of the way measles works, like if you do not have the measles vaccine and you are exposed to measles, you need to quarantine for 21 days. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the guy in charge of Florida's Department of Health is like, nah, you don't have to Get do back it. out there, bucko. And an interesting side effect of this is that the kids who are vaccinated, whose parents are normal, are pulling their kids out of school because they're like, okay, well, this situation's fucked. Yeah. I don't want them. Who, who, who else knows what else is out there? So interesting little uh, experiment they got going on in America's Petri dish, Florida. Well, they're certainly a test subject. They are. In the worst way possible. Patient zero. We're going to try the dumbest things possible. Yeah. Moving on. Hunter Biden's lawyers say prosecutors confused a picture of sawdust with cocaine. I love this because it's, it's like, clearly it's clearly sawdust. It, it really is. And it's like, why include that if you have so much other evidence of him clearly doing illegal On video, things? Yeah. Like various illegal things. And yeah, the picture, it's like, uh, I guess like his like sober coach or whatever sent it to him being like, yeah, I used to be into I used to be into cocaine, too. But now I, my passion is woodworking. I do lines of sawdust. And so I met, they did the lines of sawdust as a little joke. And it's yeah. like it's on a fucking uh, table, like a table saw. saw. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, also, so, in uh, general, uh, Biden investigation news, like their big informant. Yeah, turns, yeah, turns out, out to, uh, Russian asset. Yeah, like not even arguably just. Uh, and yeah. also apparently tried to flee the country like yesterday or the day before or was making plans to. Yeah. And they're like, hey, whoa, 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 buddy. Like this whole the government is putting so many fucking resources into basically at this point, um, proving that Hunter Biden checked the wrong box when he bought a gun because yeah. you check a box saying that you're not addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. And um, he checked that box when he shouldn't have. So, yeah, we're just that's the the big investigation. And it's like, yeah, I mean, the man's obviously he's a criminal by, by every definition yeah, yeah, of the yeah, law. Yeah. But like and he and he should be, I guess, prosecuted to that extent. But yeah. like it's such a this circus has been it's going a- on for like. Eight years now. It's very annoying that this is what they're choosing to spend their time and focus on. Uh, there's a lot going on in the country. And I, yeah. Uh, speak, uh, update on the IVF. Uh, Even Trump, he's like, oh, I would have never, this would have never happened if I was president. The worst like, person you know just made a great point. That they're panicking. It's interesting. I, it'll like, be very, oh shit, this is not going over well. Yeah, watch now what happens now that their god emperor has said that he actually likes IVF and yeah. wants it to be around. How quickly they'll change their tune because they do not actually believe anything they're doing no. outside of punishing people. Uh, so when this guy, who is just a fucking weirdo, uh, says that he actually supports it, they have to immediately turn around and support it. Yeah. Watch how quick it happens. And final headline. Werner Herzog watched 30 minutes of Barbie and asked, could it be that the world of Barbie is sheer hell? I've seen this... I don't know how to interpret it because I've seen it well, like he thinks that it's maybe the worst movie of all time. No, 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 way, no, no. The he, way that I I've, that I interpret it and have read about it is that he, the world of Barbie so yeah, the doll. He went on Piers Morgan for like an hour long interview, which I, I plan on watching. But 
Uh, yeah, he was asked if he'd seen uh, Barbie. And yeah, what he meant is he'd watched like 30 minutes of it and and stopped. But he, he meant that like Barbie land in yeah. the movie is like his idea of hell. Yeah. Which makes sense if you like the man has such an interesting mind. Did you see that? This would be hell for him. The meme of uh, it's someone it, it's it's him doing listening to the audio of the man getting eaten by the lion. <laughs> yeah. And you must destroy this. <laughs> but it's, it's him listening to the Ken yeah. song. <laughs> no one can ever hear this. You must destroy it. Fucking love him. He is he's uh, one of the last like truly. And he's in Star Wars people. now. Is he still? He was in Boba Fett or uh, Mandalorian or whatever. I would like to see the child. Uh, yeah, I love. It. He's such a like unique guy that he's like not even an actor, but if you put it in an acting role, it's like, whoa, who the fuck is that? Yeah, <laughs> what a what an interesting character that is. Like, no, that's just what he's like in real life. Mm-hmm. And he wrote that book last year about uh, the, yeah. the the last person about the Japanese. Uh, he thought up. he was still fighting in World War II. It's a great book. I highly recommend the very audio quick book. read too. Yeah, the audiobook's fantastic. Does he read it? Yes. Oh, I have to listen to that. Yeah, now. dude, it's fucking great. I read that book in one day. I was just at a coffee shop and I like I couldn't stop reading it. Yeah, it's a great book. It's a very like, it doesn't go very deep into the story. It's basically just the story yeah. and that guy's perspective and all that. But, but he, I mean, he did like I guess he was like friends with that guy. Yeah, he wanted to in meet like him? the nineties or whatever. Yeah. yeah, he he got like some award from Japan, and they asked like, "Do you want to meet the emperor?" And he's like, "No, not really. <laughs> I would like to meet the guy then, who was stuck on the island." And then he saw that they were like, "Holy shit!" This man just said no to meeting the emperor. Like that's like just a huge insult. And he's like, "Wait, wait, wait. Um, I'd like to meet uh the guy, <laughs> the guy who camped out in a mountain in the Philippines for thirty years, thinking World War II was still going." And he met him. And they become came best buds and then decades later he's like oh, I should write a book about that because I have probably the most detailed like version of that yeah. story anyway that's on your reading list now yeah enjoy I'm gonna download the audiobook I'm gonna put it on Libya and don't it's, don't I'm gonna get yeah, it right now so no one else I think can. it's three hours long yeah so uh great great stuff uh that's it for this week's episode of weekly weird news hit the like button right now. Come on. Why I oughta. Don't get wise with me. <laughs> you being a real sourpuss. Hey. Okay, thank you for clicking the like button. Leave a comment, reply to a comment, have some fun down there, and we will see you next week. In the meantime, please watch our most recent videos. We got, uh, I mean, it leads with like Mike Lindell, which is kind of a, it was a trick to get you very yeah. angry about the IVF stuff. Yeah. So, so check that video out. And then we also have uh, AI is making videos now and it's pointless and it's ruining the planet. And it's ruining everyone's lives. So check out those videos and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.